Hey guys, it's Riley. Quick cold open. Uh, help us help you. Help us improve the Star Wars Report podcast. We just launched our 2019 podcast listener survey, a super easy 10-question Google form. You can find it at starwarsreport.com slash survey. That's starwarsreport.com slash survey, and we do appreciate your help. This week's episode of the Star Wars Report is brought to you by the good folks supporting us over on patreon.com slash Report. Let's do the show, folks. Gob, gob, gob. And who might you be? It's the Star Wars Report. Star Wars Report. Woo! Star Wars Report. <laughs> the place for Star Wars news, features, interviews, and more. Then we can do something epic. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Please delete as appropriate. The Force. It's calling to you. Just let it in. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Star Wars Report podcast. Our countdown to the rise of Skywalker continues. But it's Friday. So all we're going to be doing is talking about Mandalorian. <laughs> Sorry, guys. That's all That's all it's going to be. No, actually, um, uh, we, we have a bit of news and stuff that we're going to talk about at the top of the show. Um, and, and, and so we'll do that in the front half and give you a proper spoiler warning if you're not in, uh, blessed to be in the parts of the world where Disney Plus is available. Um, like myself and sitting right across from me for this, uh, today's episode, it's Mr. Thomas Harper. How's it going, man? Oh, I am reporting as ordered. I love that, uh, at least on the East Coast here, my new Friday routine has been wake up at the crack of dawn for new Star Wars. I never would have predicted that. <laughs> well, it's pretty great, actually. It, it's I just wa- I literally just finished the episode. Uh, and like I say, no spoilers right now. We're going to get to that in the back half of today's episode. Um, so, But it's pretty good. Spoiler alert, it's pretty good. Uh, and I can't wait to talk about it. But first... We do have some news. We have something to report. So, sir, I have good news. Data brought to us by the Botham Spies. We can send a clear transmission. There it is. Listen, listen. Uh, it keeps coming fast and furious. Wait, that's the other franchise. Uh, but but no, really. Um, we we actually, we literally on the last episode, they just released the Dolby Cinema poster with Poe Dameron facing off against a fleet of, of Star Destroyers. Uh, Sith Star Destroyers, original Star Destroyers, original Sith Star Destroyers, we don't know. But it's 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 kind of kind of crazy. But most recently we have the new um international poster, which have you had a chance to to see this yet, Thomas? I have. Yeah, it's uh I'm I'm sitting here zooming in on it these so, things when they get released. Like I need a, a an electron telescope or something. Exactly. Well, and we'll have a link to it in the show notes, although I, I I'm going to actually update the notes here because I had to I'd jump over to the Google machine because it seemed to be pulled off Reddit. But it is official. Is it? It looks like German. I think it's a German poster. Um, but it's basically a kind of familiar to us themed poster if we've been following, you know, the Disney era Star Wars. And by familiar, it's very crowded. <laughs> it's like most of the Marvel and Star Wars posters uh, that we get these days. But it has a little a look a look at uh, Billy D there in the corner, a new look at Billy D that looks pretty sweet. Another look at the Knights of Ren way all down there. But if you zoom in, I would encourage you to go to that, like a bottom left corner and then zoom in. And then what I want you to do is zoom in again. 
and then you're gonna see oh look it's do and bb8 and r2 but then i want you to zoom in one more time enhance <laughs> enhance and there you'll see him it's a porg <laughs> <laughs> no i'm not talking about um what's his name uh mary um the actor played mary duck brandy buck in lord of the rings we're finally getting another. We're getting another look at him way back there too. Yeah, ignore him. But nobody cares. At his feet is it's a... where your eyes need to go. <laughs> well, I'm actually a little surprised. Do you think there's any significance to this, uh, or is, do you think they just some designers like now nah, are throwing a pork in? Do you think there's going mean, to be actual porks in the movie? I could see it both ways. At this point, you have to. I think it's it's Star Wars law that you have to have a porg on any poster. But uh, maybe I don't know. Maybe this is Turbus the porg, the, the <laughs> newly named porg. Wait, what? Who the tur? Oh, the the what is it? The uh, the IDW comic series named. There's a named porg now called Turbus. He's uh, he's quite cute and quite popular. Is he the chieftain of the porgs? It sounds like a chieftain kind of name. He's got my vote. I, <laughs> He's I campaigning now. Um, yeah, no, it's been uh, the the marketing material has. Uh, oh, and we and we see the unmasked uh, Kylo Ren too, with a pretty mean look. That scar is pretty mean looking right now. Um, who knows if it keeps changing? Also, you notice that Zori Bliss is on the kind of red bad guy side. So maybe. Uh, I don't know if that's a hint at where she's going or maybe where she starts out in the movie, but we do get a little bit of a look at her um, there, too. So, yeah, it's, it's it's pretty much like everybody in the freaking movie all crammed onto one poster. It's almost a reminder of how tough of a job J.J. has to incorporate all of these characters into one cohesive story that wraps up all of the saga. Yeah, and I, I this is just my personal take. You know, I appreciate these posters, but I just wish that we would go back to a traditional, like, hand-drawn, hand-painted oh, style. From, yeah. Even going as far up as the special editions and, and the prequels. Uh, but this is what we yeah, have now. No, so. I do love Drew Struzan's art style on all of the... It, it, I first kind of, like... Be, uh, that you know specific art style is part of my Star Wars fandom DNA because I would pour over the soundtracks even before I ever watched the movies. My older siblings had the uh, all the soundtracks, and of course the insert was the same art. Like the, I remember the Revenge of the Sith soundtrack when we first got it. This was an Amazon was like like a new thing in our household, and we were using it to order <laughs> CDs and books. And uh, I remember the I remember my older sister ordering the Revenge of the Sith soundtrack. Um, and, uh, like just pouring through all of the art and the line notes. Um, but oh, it yeah. is, I do like that style and, and I've been, I've been seeing it again as, as I've been rewatching, uh, the movies on Disney plus cause they use that same art as the, um, as basically the background for the, that's true. And I, I think I that says a lot about the popularity and, and just the overall staying power that that stuff has. I mean, this, I, I like, I can appreciate this digital composition that's done here. It certainly takes skill and whatnot, but it just can't hold a candle to Struzan and some of the other poster artists. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, well, also, we have, uh, finally, we have an, some marketing material. Um, they've, they've talked about it in some of the like earnings calls and um, you know, and press releases, but we really haven't seen uh, well, we've seen a t huge marketing push for Galaxy's Edge in the last few months um, because it turns out that you need to market 
even Star Wars. Um, that they, <laughs> learned, that. they learned that the hard way this summer. Uh, but like they the they had a big in the same week they had a big like freeform special on Galaxy's Edge. They did a ESPN segment on it. Yes, ESPN had their like host go out to Galaxy's Edge. And in that same week, Thomas, they also had um uh they, like a, a big good multi morning Good Morning America segment on galaxy's edge and this was like a month or so ago but it was again trying to really push the attendance and push galaxy's edge as a you know driving force behind uh the disney parks attendance but a lot of the a lot of the i guess uh, especially disneyland disney world didn't have this as much but a lot of the lighter attendance at disneyland there are a couple factors you know um the extended uh, number of days that pass holders were banned and all that stuff but without getting into that nerdy detail really the big thing about galaxy's edge i kept hearing is that like only one of the big rides is open? Yeah. the The flagship ride really is this um, so-called groundbreaking Rise of Resistance, and we've been I've been hearing rumors and rumors about it. I've been really hyped. This is the ride I'm most excited about. But we're finally getting uh, some marketing material in a TV spot that's aired. I'm just gonna uh, play it right here. And we'll take a listen. If if it works, there it is. Gonna see Kylo Ren lording over the ride. See the ride vehicle. There it is. January 2020. Uh, at Disneyland, December actually in uh, Disney World, coming up soon actually. Um, but they do; they kind of give us a peek at the uh, uh, Kylo Ren as the villain who's going to be harassing you as you go through your journey, and they kind of give us a little uh, view of the. Um, they give us a view of the the giant hangar with the adats. That shot of his lightsaber coming down through the ceiling as the ride is preparing to go through a door is just phenomenal. Yeah, it's a. Li- I guess it's a slight spoiler, but I think they're they're leaving plenty, hopefully, oh, to yeah. uh, to surprise supposedly, us still. Supposedly, this is like a uh, this is an extended ride up there, ride time that's up there with Pirates of the Car- uh, Caribbean, seven minutes or something along those lines. So it's a full on experience. I I will say you made the point about attendance. I personally delayed my trip. I desperately wanted to go in it opened or or shortly afterward but as i'm weighing things we decided to hold off until the new ride was up and if you caught the star wars show uh anthony from this week anthony carboni sort of let it slip that they were shooting at disney world and i sounds like there's only one reason that they're down there and it's because this ride is ready to go for previews so uh, i think we're going to see a lot more trickling out Mm. as the next few days come we will be doing a review of rise of resistance uh live in person at uh, walt disney world this december uh we're heading down whatever whatever that weekend is december 13th i think it is about a week after the ride opens we'll be down there and uh we'll be i'll be recording in person with one scott rifen um because i know he's going to be down there so we're going to write it and review it right there um, which will be a lot of fun. So you can expect that coming up here in a few weeks. Um, but I'm excited. And I don't, uh, but you're not the only person I've heard say that, Thomas. And I think you're a good example of 
one of the biggest Star Wars fans I know, and certainly a huge fan of the the Disney parks. And even you, you know, if you're weighing, I'm just going to do one trip to Disney this year, just for example, I'm going to do it when both rides are open. Yeah, that I, that was the first thing that that came to mind was we we can't burn. I I can't justify two trips in six months now that we live much further. It was a lot easier when we were down in Georgia, but yeah. that absolutely factored in. So I. You know, it's no surprise. And I, I think they marketed uh, this ride very intentionally and they sort of paid the price for that in a way. If, if you say, hey, one of these rides is going to be great, then the other is just going to blow your mind and be unlike anything you've seen in the parks. Well, folks are going to plan around that. Yeah. Uh, and I can tell you just from our own efforts to get like reservations and stuff, we're going right at the, the last weekend of January, kind of spilling into February uh, we picked what is traditionally a very, very low time of year for Disney World, and it's been very hard to get reservations and stuff. So I think we're going to be in the middle of a pretty big crowd that all has had the same thought. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It does, um, you know, I'm a unapologetic, huge Disney and uh, Disney Parks nerd now, and I love, I love all the stuff. So I can't wait. I can't wait. So, um, all right, guys, you've been warned. We're getting ready to jump into spoiler territory for The Mandalorian. You're listening to the Star Wars Report. Faster, more intense. Uh, but, but first, we want to say a big shout out and thank you to our sponsor for this episode. It's the Fan Dummies Podcast. Airing twice weekly, every Monday and Thursday. You can check them out. They're talking TV shows, movies, comic books, and much more. If you're a superhero fan, uh, they've got a cool crash course on Supergirl and the Flash comics, as well as an upcoming series on Crisis on Infinite Earth. And if you're a fantasy fan, you can check out their Dark Crystal series and Carnival Row episodes. And of course, sci-fi, it's it's all Star Trek, Stargate, especially with the new uh, Picard series coming out. They're going to be doing a series on that, so you can prepare for that. And of course, you Star Wars fans listening to this, the Star Wars Report podcast, they are also covering everything, Mandalorian and Rise of Skywalker, as we count down to the release of the close of the Skywalker saga. And you can check out all of that content at fandummies.com, and we do appreciate fandummies for supporting uh, the Star Wars Report podcast. So, um, let's talk about it. Spoiler warnings uh, going in. It is episode three of The Mandalorian. I finished it not but one hour ago. I have thoughts. Uh, it's called. It is. It, I'll start with. I'll start with it this way. The episode's called the sin. Um, it's all about the sin. It kind of reminded me of. It sounds biblical. The original sin, kind of. Uh, what did that mean to you, Thomas? And how did that play out through this episode? The moment that came up on screen, I'll, I'll say from the outset, I absolutely love that they're they're using these uh, spaghetti western serialized titles for each episode that we're finding out, yeah. not in some advanced copy or Wikipedia, but as the episode rolls. I just I cannot get enough of that. But when that came up, um, I was like, he he's going to break his code. Uh, it turned out to be a lot more complicated than that, which yeah. I loved. But I, I immediately thought he's going to betray the guild, uh, mm. and it's going to be because of that little baby. Mm. But who wouldn't? Who wouldn't? Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> it is they. They really the episode launches right into the the new star of Star Wars, like the, the that Jimmy Kimmel is talking about. <laughs> 
the, the New Yorker is talking about Baby Yoda, and it, when you reach uh, that sort of segment of uh, society, I suppose, you know that you've had, you've really hit the mark. Yeah, uh, listen, I actually, I'm, I just literally t- typed this into Google because I totally forgot this happened. Literally on on uh, Jimmy Kimmel's show, um, he had the opportunity to <laughs> reference how Baby Yoda is going to be the one thing, the one thing in all of Star Wars that can bring um, the country together. Disney Plus. Disney Plus is the new streaming service that finally answers the question, what if there was even more stuff to watch? And it's been a big hit, largely because it's the only place you can see the new Star Wars spinoff, The Mandalorian, and the big breakout star of that series is Baby Yoda, who I think might be able to unite the country. Like, anytime, anytime you're in an argument with, like, a friend or a relative about politics, all you have to do, just hold up this picture of Baby Yoda, and it'll be over immediately. Baby Yoda is gonna finally bring us together. Maybe Baby Yoda could be president of the United States, you know? Uh, not a bad idea. Actually, sorry, sorry, excuse, excuse me, Jimmy. That's, uh, that's not Baby Yoda. So. What do you mean? It's, it, yeah, it's clearly <laughs> Baby Yoda. Did you see the picture? I saw the picture, but it's not a picture of Baby Yoda. Okay, look, the events of The Mandalorian take place five years after the fall of the Empire, uh-huh. which means it comes after Return of the Jedi. Okay. Well, as we all know, Yoda died in Return of the Jedi and only returned later as a Force ghost. Okay, well, I'm sorry if I misspoke. No, no, you didn't misspeak. You were wrong. (laughs) (laughs) And then proceeds to fight about Baby Yoda. Uh, I love that the the proverbial Star Wars nerd is wearing a uh, Crumb 2020 shirt with Salacious Crumb as a... (laughs) <laughs> Only hope, um, but yeah, Baby Yoda. The, he's he, right at the outgate of, of the episode. We get to see uh, him. Well, turn him in. Which I kind of thought. Well, that was the, the sin. That was he. Mm-hmm. He didn't follow his conscience and therefore uh, follow the, the bounty. But I guess another way of looking at it, because the the sin could be the breaking of the bounty code, which would have been to turn him in. Yeah, and that's why I say it was a lot more layered, which I really appreciated. Um, there's a credit to the writers and to Deborah Chow. But yeah, he he does commit that sin out of the gate, and then uh, has that sort of crisis of conscience that's so beautifully portrayed, and and commits another sin. I guess maybe the the, the cardinal sin as far as his line of work goes toward yeah. the end of the episode. Yeah. Well, no, it kind of it removes him from what I thought would sort of be a theme through the series, which is his participation in the guild. And that ain't happening anymore. <laughs> I, but I do love like how he gets back and like everyone's celebrating and um, Grief Karga's so excited. Like very like Grief Karga's that guy at the bar who's only had like one drink, but he's already being way too loud. <laughs> he's, just, he's just like sitting there with a bunch of people that are very clearly upset and pissed off <laughs> as the Mandalorian walks by them, not just carrying, you know, all the money that he got he's wearing literally wearing what they couldn't have uh in terms of that best car and then he sits down grief's like hey round of drinks for me and my new friend here my number one client or my number one partner yeah <laughs> and then he's like and then and celebrate and go to the twee like healing baths <laughs> oh yeah i don't i don't want to know i don't i don't want to know 
but that, that's, that's a thing a, in Star that's Wars. An now. element of the Star Wars universe that we don't need a Wikipedia entry. No, on. no, exactly. Um, but I do love. I I love how the the conversation with the um, the Mandalorian clan afterwards it, it, it kind of references the world and culture of the Mandalorians, um, and that it's much deeper, and that there's a code here and. Mm-hmm. Oh, what's the saying they all have? It's like, um, it's I'm blanking. This uh, is the way. This is the way. Thank you. Um, I love all that that code. I I also like there was one particularly uh, burly, shall we say, uh, Mandalorian. <laughs> they just call him heavy infantry, which I really appreciate. <laughs> and and I'm like, I wonder if. And then he opens his mouth, and I'm like, Yep, there's John Favreau. <laughs> Yeah, there's. Well, it's such a distinctive because he voiced Pre Vizsla in the Clone Wars, right? And so it's just such a distinctive voice he has, and he didn't modulate it at all, which I love. Not not a bit. And I was like, man, did Pre Vizsla like (laughs) put his head back on and yeah, just like in Pre Vizsla, maybe just hadn't been hitting the gym in a while or something. (laughs) I don't know. Um, But I love how that also played into his like character design. Once we actually see the his weapon of choice, that was pretty sweet. Um, At the end of the episode, which as actually, I guess we I'll jump straight to it because these episodes are fast paced. It's not like there's a lot in between it. They like he has his and I and they kind of allude to his experience being abandoned as a young child as as to his reasoning. When he has that sort of crisis of conscience moment and decides, I can't do this. I can't abandon them uh, like I was abandoned. And uh, and then turns around, changes course in what amounts to one of the freaking coolest like shootouts in Star Wars that's ever happened. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know. Like any what, any favorite moments from that? Uh, from From his... Well, I mean, I guess there's the shootout, but there's also the... Just the brutal uh, reclaiming of Baby Yoda. <laughs> that he just yeah, like that... shoots, like he stabs the guy, uh, throws him on the ground. He's the last stormtrooper in the room. But as he walks out, just like points back, point blank, pow, <laughs> takes him out. Just in case. I I almost like the action. The, the Mandalorian moment where the clan backs him up is obvious, or the covert, I guess they yeah. call themselves is obviously a sweet payoff moment but i really appreciated the the choreography of the uh, his infiltration of the client's uh, place even better because you knew he's he's heading back and you know what he's about to walk into and this is the beauty of this show like less is more they don't have to tell you the client's entire background for you to know that this is a a bamf that should probably not be messed with like he's you've you've seen the tip of the spear in terms of his power and he's going in alone and he just does it beautifully like a you know mixed use of just about all his weapons to include that brutal uh shot with his flamethrower mm, yeah uh, and I like I don't think we ever saw Boba Fett use his flamethrower, but he's using it to the point in this episode where he's running out of gas, which I applaud. <laughs> yeah, which makes sense because like anyone who's played Battlefront knows that, you know, those things aren't just limitless in their supply. Yeah. You only have so many. Uh, it, it makes sense. Um, yeah, I love that. I love the the armor forging. Um, it's the 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 specific Mandalorian culture. Seeing it in live action form and some of the 
maybe it was acting. Maybe it was. It's hard. It, it was a little. And I I've, I find this happening with each episode I watch The Mandalorian, where there's like one scene where I was like, that's kind of weird. Um, and and so they, it threw me off a little bit. The almost cultish nature of the this. What are they calling it? A, a culvert? A covert? Covert. A covert. Yeah. yeah. Which makes, I guess, makes sense because they're undercover. But they have this whole philosophy of, like, we have to stay hidden. But um, at the end... You don't, even, you don't even pull your helmet off. Yeah. That like, sort of thing. And it kind of plays into the, hey, this weapon is part of my religion from last episode. It really does stress the code here. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't appreciate... I didn't appreciate in that episode that Jawa's discriminating against our heroes religious <laughs> beliefs but that's another another topic for another time uh, that seems that seems like a panel that could be discussed by the legal geeks yeah well the, the what i love about this is that the clone wars and rebels made it clear that mandalore as a society is not all on the same page you've got these different elements of the society you've got the new mandalorians who you see featured prominently with uh, Duchess Satine, they're peace lovers. But then you've got this element that's certainly more, you know, seemingly more connected to their past as as warriors in the form of the Death Watch. And certainly this strand, this covert that's featured in the uh, the, the show so far, seems a lot more connected to that warrior past than mm. maybe what we saw in the Clone Wars. And I just love that because we've seen little peeks into it enough to get us like really satiated for more yeah um, but we'll see how it plays out yes we will it's um it's listen it's another uh flagship episode uh that i'm already seeing kind of blowing up on the internet in a in a very positive way the other thing i'm seeing is just a lot of praise for deborah chow which like her work directing this episode it's it's spot on and it inspires a lot of confidence for her upcoming work on uh the obi-wan series oh yeah you can kind of see why they chose her to helm that just in the the action-packed nature of this episode especially yeah, I mean that was a that was a one that was a thirty seven minute resume for a feature film if I've ever seen one. Yeah, she's got my vote. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, uh, Thomas, thanks so much for coming on. Uh, it's another episode of uh, the Star Wars Report in the can, uh, dude. What are your uh, uh, parting shot? Tell me about your uh, plans. Do you uh, have uh, opening night plans for the Rise of Skywalker? And also let people know where they can find you on the internet. Yeah, so you can. I, I welcome you to, to come chat Star Wars, especially if you're a fan of Y Wings at all. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Thomas L. Harper. That's L as in Larry, I suppose, or Lightsaber, maybe, if we're going to stay on brand here. Yeah, I was going to say, I thought, I thought you were going to go for a phonetic alphabet, but I like it. I like it. Lima is just probably the worst part of the phonetic alphabet, but we have to stay on brand. No, no, so the we'll the, the worst one is X-ray. That's the dumbest. <laughs> I mean, you don't have a lot of choices, but it's true. Okay, that's true. No, for for the movie opening, I'm seeing it locally here. I'm really looking, really looking forward to that weekend. I'm going to make a trip down to D.C. If you've ever been to the uh, National Air and Space Museum Annex. At, it's called the Udvar Hazy Center. So it's basically just a, a massive hangar with full size ships on dis- or fu- full size aircraft on display. People are going to be going there expecting X wings. <laughs> they've got a space shuttle, all these sorts of things. But they've got a very very state of the art IMAX theater there that's full spec, and they've got a special projection system there that's one of very few in the entire world. Uh, that really gives a, an awesome picture. So I'm going to make a pil- my, my annual Star Wars movie pilgrimage nice. 
to that theater to watch it. So I'm really looking forward to that. Dude, that's awesome. That's awesome. All right, man. We'll uh, be in touch. We'll have all those links in the show notes. Uh, and uh, got a couple announcements for you guys, so stick around after this. And that was Thomas Harper. Uh, thanks, man. Uh, as always, appreciate each of our guests. You can, uh, again, make sure you follow him on Twitter. A lot of our guests are really active on social media that we've got coming up on the Star Wars Report tonight, as I've been calling it. Hey, this episode's also been brought to you by Audible. Get yourself a free audiobook at audibletrial.com slash Report. You can get a free audiobook plus two Audible originals. You can keep it for free. No questions asked. No credit card required. No charge until after your 30 days. Um, do you like audiobooks? Well, you should check out Audible, especially with all of their Star Wars selections, including Resistance Reborn that's been recently uh, released. They've got an uh, Android app, they've got an iOS app, and it syncs across all devices. You can be listening to it on your Alexa, switch to your phone, then switch to reading a book on your Kindle, and it'll literally sync all the way across. It's a really, really amazing system. And I do encourage you to check out Audible, and we do thank Audible for supporting the Star Wars Report podcast. That's audibletrial.com slash Star Wars Report. Hey, guys, uh, stick around for a second. If you got a second. Uh, the episode major has uh, concluded, the primary parts of the episode, but we got a couple things going on. Um, just launched the new 2019 Star Wars Report listener survey. We're looking to make some changes and improvements to the podcast, especially going in past Rise of Skywalker. I uh, want to know what your favorite parts about the show are, what you like, what you don't like, what you want more of, uh, format, segments, just your feedback. It's a simple 10-question survey. Just go to starwarsreport.com slash survey, starwarsreport.com slash survey, and you can take that. Help us out and let us know uh, what you want to hear from the show, and it'll really... Again, really helped the show out. Uh, also, uh, don't forget our newsletter. Of course. I just literally set it back up. Uh, but you can also subscribe for our newsletter when on the days when I'm not podcasting. And even on some of the days where I am podcasting on weekdays, you're going to get an email update. It's going to be the latest news from the world of Star Wars. A lot of the links to what we talk about here on the podcast, it'll be in newsletter form sent directly into your email inbox from me personally with some of my commentary on the current goings-on in the world of Star Wars. Sign up at starsreport.com slash mailing list. And there we go. That's a lot of plugs, I know, guys, and I appreciate you sticking around. Uh, hey, interact with the show. It's just at Star Wars Report for Twitter, facebook.com slash Star Wars Report there. Big shout-out to everybody who supports us on Patreon. You guys make the show happen. We've got more bonus content every week. Just published yesterday my um, my solo-hosted episode analyzing the music of some of the recent Rise of Skywalker marketing and what it means for the film. You can find that at patreon.com slash Star Wars Report. Big shout-out to you guys. And shout-out to Nathan, one of our most recent patrons. Thanks, Ben, for jumping on. Uh, we do appreciate you. You can also uh, follow me on social media. It's at the Riley Guy at the Riley Guy on Twitter and Instagram. My favorite place to hang out is on Instagram. You can always uh, follow me there see the latest and greatest but i think that's gonna do it for this episode um i'm sure i'm forgetting something but hey starwarsreport.com that's where everything's found that's the links to everything i talk about here on the show and seriously with that especially with that survey help us out uh, starwarsreport.com slash survey and uh help us make the show better for you until next time may the force be with you
Baby force do 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 baby force do 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 do